This week in the world of news from books, beards, and brews. All right, as always, I am Bob of Tells by Bob. I'm the ass of the podcast, Derek. And I'm Tanya. Just Tanya now? Yeah. Scaling like, it back like, on the... Uh, I like creative consultant. I, I feel like I haven't done much creative... No, I have been doing creative consultant you have. work. Yeah. Yeah, I'm creative consultant, Tanya. She has a lot of stuff behind the scenes that helps out. Mm-hmm. Social media. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Social- Extraordinaire. Um, let's see. What's yeah. social... Is that the fucking ice cream truck? Yes, it yeah. is. God damn it. Yeah. As we've been sitting here for 45 minutes. Oh, there it goes. And as soon as we record, oh my here's the fucking ice cream truck. Yeah. I wonder if people think we're making the ice cream Son truck Son of a up. bitch. You know, I, I hope, I, there's no way the microphone picked it up, but it'd yeah. be great if it did. Anyway. All right. So what, so what whiskey are we having this week, guys? I don't know. I went I went to the liquor store. Oh, hold on. This isn't fair because you said, what are we having this well, week? We're uh, not having it. You know, here's, yeah. That's what I'm getting to. So I went to the I went to the ABC store. God, what an ass hat. Was was select like going through and I had you know found some likely culprits that I was thinking about picking up. Uh, I thought about a knob. There's a knob creek that had caught my eye. Yeah. Um, that would uh, be a choice. I yeah. Need to, I need to get some Buffalo Trace again. Uh, I almost bought a ball of bullet, not the rye, but the regular bullet. Yeah. Um, That's I've got information about that. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, well, let me go check and see what's over on the like the the gift sets. And I found this. Riders, Riders Tears, Tears. Yes. Copper nice. Pot Irish Whiskey. Nice. And it comes with two whiskey tumblers with teardrops on it. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I've, yeah. S- I've seen that before. Oh, I, I haven't seen the gift set, how but I've seen that Yeah, before. this is stupid appropriate. I love so, it. You're Riders Irish, Tears. you're right. Yeah. So I haven't decided. I love it. Uh, so yeah, we're not drinking this because I don't want to open this yet. I, this is going to be a something special occasion. Um, we should just celebrate um, when your your days are up with that. Well, uh, well, no, because I'm going to celebrate my hundred days by going to that whiskey bar in Prattville. Uh, that's that's what we're doing yeah. to celebrate my hundred days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for this, we may crack this open when we hit a thousand monthly downloads on the podcast. Ooh, yeah. Or I might be greedy and do it like whenever I, I make some book goal like the first month that Ooh, i make yeah. like five hundred dollars yeah, selling yeah, books yeah. or something like that yeah, yeah, i don't know yeah. we'll see i may try and pick up another one of these gift sets and then we can do both mm. yeah but anyway so that's it's, neat yeah writer's tears copper pot irish whiskey um yeah it's it's it says here on the back uh writer's tears a unique style of whiskey embedded in history a time when irish whiskey was distilled exclusively in copper pots two styles flourished Malt and pot still distilled from 100% barley. The marriage barley. of both barley. <laughs> the marriage of both styles became known as the Champagne of Irish whiskey, mm. a style of whiskey liked by many of the great Irish writers of the 19th century, less for its literary inspiration and more so for its full-bodied, flavorsome taste. Nice. So yeah, this is awesome. That's very and since I'm being blue-balled, I'm gonna have these crappy beers. What do you but, got there? But they're oh, smooth. Key, key, oh, okay. Keystone. Cracking open a key. Um. Yeah. All right. So let's uh. Let's I'm smooth. Let's dive into the news. So, so smooth. So, so smooth. uh, this first headline oh, yeah. is well, that's aggressive. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, in this month's issue of psycho- psychological science, a group of Australians got a bunch of folks together and showed them some pictures. And in one picture, it showed a clean-shaven guy smiling, uh, a clean-shaven guy looking angry, and then a bearded guy smiling and a bearded guy looking angry. And they kind of like 
they're like, okay, well, who do y'all think like looks angriest or you know yada yada yada? Who looks happiest? And people with clean shaven faces were generally judged to be happier looking, while bearded people were tended to be more aggressive looking. I sh- I throw the challenge flag. Uh, <laughs> I counter that with Santa Claus. Oh, that is good. Well, so at, when I was first reading, I was like, oh god, this is more big razor propaganda, yada yada yeah. yada. But no. Because they were like, because the headline was something like, hey, you know, this is what your coworkers think about you, bearded guys, or, or something to mm. that effect. Um, so, but, so they, they did another experiment. They had 450 participants look and rate the four types of faces on scales of aggressiveness, masculinity, and pro-sociality. Uh, being pro-social is uh, defined as a social behavior that benefits other people or a society as a whole such as helping, sharing, donating, cooperating, and volunteering. Gotcha. And bearded men rated higher on all that. So it's like yeah. we do appear more aggressive, but we also appear... Friendlier, nicer. Be- well, better members best. of society. Essentially, we are, we are what, I, what I've read is that people, when they see beard, they kind of give to it a weight of... Uh, res- not responsibility necessarily, but like uh, respect. Put some spec on that beard. B- basically, basically, yeah, yeah. like yeah. The status. Basically, well, it's I mean, a status it's also symbol. kind of like if you're clean shaven, it's more adolescent. You're more like I'm not right. saying that clean but faced guys child, are boys, but yeah. I mean like that's that's definitely more of a boy thing. But when you've got full facial hair, that's definitely you are clearly a man. You're a grown ass. Yeah. Except yeah. for that one cousin I had that I swear to God had like a fucking Tom Selleck mustache at like fourteen. <laughs> Bruh, He's a grown ass man. I, I wish I could. I wish yeah. I could have a Tom Selleck now. Oh man, you know God. Dust, uh, our friend of the podcast, Dusty. He rocked a Selleck for a day. I convinced him to, when he shaved off his beard. Why only a day? When was this? Oh, this is back in grad school. Um, yeah, he he. I, I, oh, I'll say this: it was a Selleck, but. That was, that was not a good look for our friend Dusty. Um, he, Actually, he yeah, white, I, okay, that's he fair. Very white. Well, also the thing is, like a Selleck doesn't look good blonde, and he's he's got blonde facial hair. Well, you know, just uh, that's fair. He could have died. I got nothing for that. Okay, so uh, here's some little, just some quick snippets. A couple rap. These don't even warrant headlines. Um, Kit Harrington uh, shaved his beard because he's off Game of Thrones now. I can't. So he's he's beardless. <gasps> Um, Y'all aren't watching Game of Thrones. Of the second so. episode comes out today, and I'm very excited. So, oh, and happy Easter, everybody! So, when you when you said that, by the yeah. way, Bob, I'm putting up the red alert. This is Derek's interjection of emergency news. Yeah. Jason Momoa just shaved his beard a couple of hours ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Shaved his beard for the first time in seven years. Oh, I guess, well, he's got to be Duncan Idaho. For Dune. I, I knew for, there was another reason. He shaved it for Dune. He oh, did Tanya, it. he shaved it for your favorite There's book. There's another reason why I hate Dune. Yeah. Why do you mess up it's, such perfection? I, I'll say this, though. I bet you he still looks ravishing. He oh, looks... I'm, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, Jason not, Momoa actually, without a beard knocks on my door. I'm probably not going to uh, go, Yeah. well, I'm sorry. You just have to come back in a week when you got some facial hair. Well, Though, I, no, I mean, you can yeah. still come back in a week. That's fine. <laughs> but Yeah. Uh, it was one of those things <laughs> where I just, I just happened to check... My phone, Jeez. and it had yeah. happened like forty minutes ago, kind of thing. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, and gosh. it immediately started sending like sending messages to uh, friend of the podcast Elizabeth because she's a big fan. I of mean, Jason Momoa. If you're not a Momoaite, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't. Mo- I, Moamite. Yeah, Mimosin, but I, Mimosin. If you're not a if you're not a fan of mimosas, then you just <laughs> but you my just thing no is, friend of this podcast. That's she, for sure. She has a picture of him up in her cubicle, so everyone knows how she feels. So like, I within bought those mango mimosas, everybody just have. started sending her texts yeah. and messages, and we're like, in, oh my god, we're in my morning. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was tough, guys. Yeah. But that's it, the internet's freaking out, oh, which is why I'm I said sure. this is the most oh yeah I'm sure viral thing um, that's happened in other Game of Thrones related news. I read an article that was like the status of every beard now that the show's over, like who's who's, who's survived. Who, yeah, and the only one uh, Tormund, yeah. he still well, has his, but he says that he's praying that a because his wife really likes his beard. But he's praying that a role comes along where he has to shave where it. He has to shave it. <laughs> well, he, I know, I know, I know uh, a couple years ago he had some um, advert deals, sponsorship stuff. Yeah. Or he was, he had the beard, but it was like, mm, you very clearly need to show that you're the Game of Thrones guy, so keep yeah. the beard. But also, bro, keep the beard. It's great. Yeah, he, he has tidied it up a lot, I saw. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still feeling really awkward because I got a haircut this weekend, but the lady that normally cuts my hair normally does my beard, too. Uh-huh. She wasn't there, uh, so I didn't get a beard trim, so I'm just, like, riding it out. Yeah. I need to need to do something. Just go. Just start now working on a winter beard. It's never too, it's never <laughs> well, too, just, I mean, it's never too early. Winter is coming, Derek. Winter I mean, is coming. I mean, I figured I would, like, shit, like, I'm not gonna, good, like, she would straight cut it for me. I yeah. might like take the ends off and leave it really longish and yeah. just let it keep growing long. That's yes. probably what I, I support that. Just just go with it. Yeah. Life's um. short. Beard shouldn't be. <laughs> oh, that's a gr- Write that Great down. Great ta- Creative. <laughs> <laughs> creative <laughs> consultant Tanya. Write that down. We need to make that a shirt. May I borrow your pen, sir? <laughs> yeah, write write that down. All right. I mean, I'll listen to uh, this podcast. Other other little snippet of news. Uh Julian Assange, did y'all see his beard? Um, I saw when he was arrested, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see. Oh wow! It was, it was he, he. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's a it's pretty a epic beard. It's definitely a. I'm I have gone crazy from living inside without yeah. going outside for five years kind of beard. Um, it's very a, much. It's a, a, a. I have no fucks to give. Yeah, very beard. much a Saddam Hussein caught in the bunker kind yeah. of beard. Bunker that beard. Beard. That's, bunker beard. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um. All right. But haven't we all been at that point so, where we grow a bunker beard? Anyone who's a longtime listener yeah. of this yeah. podcast will know I fucking hate John Steinbeck. Like, fuck that guy. Um, yeah. Fuck his books. Fuck him. Um, so I found this quote by him. It's from Cannery Row. It says, a man with a beard was always a little suspect anyway. So just further reason to wow. fucking hate John Steinbeck. So are we... So he's like our nemesis? He's not our nemesis, but he's probably my nemesis. Mm. Like he's Isn't I mean he y'all can dead? hate him too. I mean, oh, I don't, he's dead you, as fuck. Oh, can yeah. you have a can you have a nemesis of someone who's dead? I don't think so. Because uh, they can't that bring will back to you. Actually, yes. Yes. But you see, I haven't read all of his stuff, so there's still attack. There's still ways for there, him to attack. There are you. still attacks of his out there lurking oh, okay. to get me. I gotcha. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna laugh when he's gonna read one of them and be like, holy shit, I actually Ooh, like this. You know what we need then, to do is like Pull some Steinbeck novels and try and find it, but recover them as something else. Be like, "Hey, Bob, I found this thing. It's self-published. You're gonna love it." I hate y'all. <laughs> right. So, uh, y'all remember we talked about the uh, the Keurig, the, the, li- the liquor Keurig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. All right. So margarita pods. Yeah. So get this. There's another company that's come. All right. Oh. So there's another company that's doing basically the same thing as that. It's called 
Bartesian. Hey, I'm okay with a okay. whole bunch of people doing well, this, so we so, get a good one. So Bartesian is uh, as long as their pods work together. Well, I don't. I think they're probably all. They're, they have no reason for them to work together at this point. Yeah. Um, mm. But uh, we'll see. so yeah. this one Bartesian is backed by Suntory. Apparently, Ooh. it's got funding from Ooh. Suntory. Ooh. Um, but anyway, here's I like this idea better. So this is headline is what a smart idea. So Smart Spirits is a new entrant in the at-home pod-based connected countertop cocktail appliance market. Oof, yikes. Um, but it doesn't make cocktails. Instead, it creates straight-up booze, like whiskey, gin, rum, and more. It's basically, it's a, there's four parts to its system. There's a Bluetooth-enabled dispenser, a bottle of grain-neutral spirit drink, and a variety of flavor pods like the Taste of American Bourbon. And then there's a mobile app that you use to control oh. everything. I know why Bob likes this. So once you set it up, you create your drink and you can control the strength of it or add water or whatnot. So I think that's pretty neat. I it's think countertop Heaven Hill. Then no wonder you like it. It's green spirits with a little splash of something well, else. Well, no, here's the, here's the thing about it, though. If you're the kind of person that you can't afford to have a fully fleshed out Bar. star, like liquor store, yeah. this way... You can be like, well, hey, I don't have gin on hand, but I need some gin for this cocktail. Boom. Let me just throw in a gin pod. Let me just fl- get the flavor of gin without actually yeah. having gin. So the thing is, though, you is just put how, liquor how are through these, a sock. Well, how are these going to taste is the question. It, I think gin, that's you know. going to taste awful. Well, well, gin tastes awful. Well, yeah, so. gin in general is awful. No, but, but I'm just saying, because, I mean, basically you just have a plain alcohol, and they're going to throw the flavor of bourbon, the flavor of gin. Yeah. It's just flavorings. It's yes. not the actual liquor. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I well, I mean, that's uh, the thing. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. I mean, you you're going to have to... Uh, hmm. I mean, in the end, I'm because, not look, buying they're, either they're, one of these. They're doing, a lot of, they're doing a lot of stuff with science these days to chemically make, like, whiskeys that you don't have to age. Yeah. Like, that is... I don't know how I feel about that. That is coming. I mean, that there's going to be... I think in the next 10 years, there's going to be whiskeys out there that Flash you cannot made. taste yeah. the... Fun, like they will have different tastes, but you won't be able to like gonna, blind taste test. You won't know that it wasn't aged. I'm going to refuse to buy anything not in a barrel. Then that's fair because I'm going to be that. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to have to be listed differently. It'll probably be like artificial whiskey or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So they better. But yeah, so I thought that was neat. Hmm. Um, my last little bit. Well, I have. All right, here's a quick little thing. Uh, I'm sure you've probably seen it. There's some more anti-beard propaganda out there. Um, basically, some scientists were trying to do a study because not every veterinary clinic has an MRI machine. So they were like, well, could we put a dog in a human MRI machine? So to, to test that, they like to find out if it'd be you know safe for both Sanitary, people. Yeah. Um, they tested the bacteria content of bearded men versus dogs. And supposedly, uh, a male beard has more germs than a dog. Um, but you know, whatever. Yes. I mean, I don't see people, men wiping poo into their beards and dogs definitely eat poop. Um, but see, from what I understand, well, so we, they didn't get it from the mouth. They got it from the dog's shoulder, which is apparently the most bacteria ridden part of a dog. Yeah. Cause they can't reason. really get to the, to clean it, yeah. I guess. Huh? I was under the impression that dog mouths were. No, that's a misconception. That's not accurate. Dogs mouths are filthy. Uh, don't let a dog lick your cuts. That's well, I don't, gross. I'm, well, I'm I don't not. think anyone was ever saying let a dog lick your cut. I think they were saying. I thought I'd read some reports where dogs' mouths were cleaner than human mouths. 
Yeah. So yeah. it would make sense. People, people's mouth, yeah. mouths in yeah. general are real gross. But I was, so I think this just stands to reason that if a people's mouth was more gross than a dog's mouth, then of course a people's beard where the its mouth Spittle. adjacent would be yeah. more gross. But yeah. Anyway, just some more big razor propaganda. Fuck them. Yeah, well, I, I'm just saying, why do you think Momoa shaved his beard? You think it wasn't big razor? This, come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, no this doubt. No absolute doubt. nonsense. Then, you know, I feel like that could just be alleviated by having a nice curriculum in schools. It's like, all right, gentlemen, beards are great. Here's how to kank, like, hygiene yeah because you know there are some people who probably walk around with six weeks of pizza in their beard you should probably wash it out comb it out fair so i mean that's just hygiene teaching people how to people but big razor keeps stepping in and telling people they push those gillette ads instead of how to take care of your beard they just want you to shave it off let's be real here if we're talking about education Let's. I think it would be a lot quicker to just name the things that were done correct with our education system. That <laughs> would save a lot of time than to just talk about Look, all the things. They we do can wrong. be illiterate, but we need to have nice beards. Oh, so or this is the wrong. That was, that yeah, was okay, the wrong. maybe not illiterate. We're, so we're I a found. I found. Uh, so when I was at the Alabama Book Festival, yes. Um, oh, let's let's do a. Quick, we cannot do math. Let's do a quick little rundown beards. of our news before we. So. Uh, oh. Podcast news? Creative consultant Tanya and I were just, uh, we went up to the Interstellar Brewing Spring Fling. Yep. Had a good time. Uh, that, that was, was great. Wonderful. Uh, I went to the Alabama Book Festival mm-hmm. beforehand. That was cool. While I was there, I found out that there is an organization in Montgomery that volunteers to teach people, uh, teach adults to read. Yeah. It's a literacy program. So I signed up to be a volunteer for that. Wonderful. So, waiting to hear back on if they accepted my application. Each one, teach one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but, uh, that was, that was neat. Uh, okay. okay. So. Hair starve. Hair starve. That's a pretty sweet earth, you might say. Uh, here, so I think everyone, I mean, if you didn't see it, you had to have been living under a rock, but the Cathedral of Notre Dame burned. I feel pretty, really pretty bad, bad for Quasimodo. Pretty bad. Well, it's funny you should say that. So, Victor Hugo, all right. You know, Hunchback of Notre Dame. So, oh, wait. So this headline is, I have a hunch. <laughs> um, what the fuck was that? Was that a goofy? Did you just fucking goofy laugh she, she, she yucked us. She fucked us. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, but so, part of the reason he wrote that book was to make his contemporaries more aware of the value of Gothic architecture, which was neglected and often destroyed. Um but he wrote it basically because the cathedral cathedral needed repairing. They were chain, they were taking out like the stained glass and replacing it with clear glass. And he was shit like, like that. fuck that. Yeah, so he wrote this book. Like the book, if you read it, has far more focus on the architecture than it should. And that's why he was trying to huh. bring it to like, hey guys, Notre Dame needs repairing. He was like, I can write a culturally night well constructed novel that will point out the relevance of this thing that i want to have a be fixed yeah notre so. dame's the football team notre dame's the castle thing they look the same but they're different notre dame's a shit trash football team yeah fuck notre dame i was um, gonna say well i mean you're not gonna get any disagreement from notre that dame. you're in an sec area so notre dame. yeah folk fuck notre dame yay notre dame yep yeah yeah um derek i know you had some news well, first of all, I was going to say, yeah, that was really sad because yeah. I've been there and I've got pictures of me. Yeah, I've actually there been there as well. 
Uh, I was, was so bummer. young, I don't really remember it. I was same, eight, but I got but, pictures and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, there's yeah. some pictures of running around of me. This is not the first time that that has had problems. I mean, it's in France that was fucking carpet bombed. It'll be fine. Oh yeah, I mean, it's it, like it has been damaged and burnt oh, yeah, before. No. Well, the, it'll I, be rebuilt. Yeah, no, it's they're going to rebuild it. Fine. Um, the uh, the there were some artifacts that may have been lost, though. I think it'd be like that sometimes. They say don't be like it do, but it but do. it do. It'd be like um, that sometimes. Yeah, no, it, it is sad, but mm-hmm. um, they're, mm-hmm. they're gonna. I I have I have feels about it that are incorrect ones. Yeah, I know. So let's move yeah. on to the the <laughs> Forbes article by Larry Olmsted that I read. Uh, I read it at lunch. It was very interesting. Some of my favorite. Basically, he was just talking about um, interesting. With new whiskeys that he's discovered since the start of the year. Yeah. And I just kind of read through it and took the information out of it that I thought was most interesting. So, first of all, uh, there's a a um, a whiskey called Texas Pot Still Bourbon hmm. that is made by, and I, I meant to look up how to pronounce this. I'm going to say it's Balcones Distilling. Uh, uh, Distilling. That sounds about right. If it's in Texas, that would be more yeah. like a, a kind of a Hispanic. That's what I figured, but I could be yeah. it could be balcony or I don't fucking know. Anyways, but they uh, balcony they cl- <laughs> fuck <sorry>. <laughs> I, I think it's probably more balcone. Yeah, it, well, it is gotta Texas. Say, so that's say, well, a little say real too, southern. That's a little too southern. That's not enough Texas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, like I said, balcony. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this. Uh, they claim to be the first Texas-made whiskey since the pro- since Prohibition. Oh, cool! Uh, they make whiskey entirely from blue corn, which I caught so my Valcones. which which caught my attention because I uh, that's cool. Months we did, ago, we, yeah, we did, we did a little bit about the did the, the article about yeah. heirloom, uh, heirloom whiskey yeah. that I wanted to try really bad Eight. with the different colored whiskeys or different colored corn creating different flavored whiskeys. Right, right, right. So uh, I thought that was interesting, but they have one that's Texas pot still bourbon. It's around thirty dollars. And it's made of roasted blue corn, Texas wheat, Texas rye, and malted barley. It's like 92 proof. Neat. Apparently, it's a very complex flavor with fruity, with a flu, uh, fruity flavor and a touch of sweetness, with hints of crisp apple, nuts, and sweet corn. Huh. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Man, I'll tell you, I had. Did you try? Did you get to have any Tanya of the Texas whiskey that Cameron bought, brought back with him? Um, no. It was that bro- rye. I don't remember that what. rye that was real rye that he was passing around. No, this was different. He had two bottles. One, but no. this uh, it was really. I wish I could remember what it was. I, but yeah, I had I a Texas whiskey that was D. No, y'all had polished that off by the time I showed up. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. it was it was <laughs> delightful. <laughs> that was y'all were way gone before I got yeah. there. Uh, speaking of rye, I'll skip over the middle one and go to the next part. Uh, of well, course, why would you do that? <laughs> You know what? Actually, I'm she not. She hit us with a oh, yuck no. and a tee hee hee hee. No, hold on. I'm, she you know hit what? us with the. Remember this part of this conversation. Remember this part what, right the, now. The duck from that... the 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 dog from the duck game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no. duck hunter. Duck hunter. Oh, get out of he, here. He, she hit... Anyways, we're she gonna hit move us with on. A duck we're gonna hunter laugh. We're gonna go, and we're not gonna go with the rye because I have a joke that I'm gonna make later okay. based on that. Now, uh, the next thing that I thought was really interesting in the article was a, a an Irish. Um, distillery called Glen, uh, Glenda, Glendaloo, as I'm pretty sure how you say it. Uh, Here we go, Glendaloo. Here we go, Glendala. But they have um, a couple of different types of whiskey that 
kind of go against the general Irish consensus of whiskey. Mm. Uh, and one in particular that sounded interesting, as I will give Bob a chance to make a joke here in a second, um, is a 13-year-old single malt, the first and only Irish whiskey aged in Japanese-famed Mizunara oak. So why does that interest you, Derek? Uh, I don't because you I don't know anything about Japan. There so. you go. All right, that's neat. But yeah. apparently, it gives it like a complex honey and citrus fruity taste hmm. because of the specific type of wood. You know, you you guys. So it's talk, it's going well, to be kind of a samurai laddie. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Is, is, wow. Are, you were not expecting that one, were no, you? No, I wasn't. That's um, much better than the whole like Derek doesn't know anything about Japan. Yeah. But, like so I, you, you guys taste? talk about like whiskeys, but like oh, it's fruity and citrus. No. No. I no. don't get that. I know, well, it, so I think the way I think I just need Derek to drink said more it in a way that, things. I know. I think Derek said it in a way that made me it made, made it really more click. Sense. It doesn't taste like fruit. It just right. re- makes your tongue and mouth think of fruit. Kind of, yeah. It makes it feel the same way. Yeah. So like you'll it, notice it, that you're... I mean, and now sometimes you do have whiskeys with fruit. Like, I mean, yeah. beam apple and what. Yeah. Or, but, like, yeah, like, you know, like, it, it more evokes a sensation me- yeah. of a thing. Sense memory of You it. hallucinate yes. The, yes. Yes. the flavor yeah. and sensation it's a fever, of... It's a fever dream. A fever dream of flavor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a sense memory. <laughs> it's fever dreams. But it's also Scarlet like, Fever Dreams. Well, here's the thing. You don't drink a lot of whiskey. I don't. And I'll say this, like, I am growing into it. Because I've mostly just drank bottom shelf rock gut. Yes. Yeah. So like now, like the more you, you drink see what I'm saying? Of it, the more you notice of it. The more you notice the differences. I, get it. So. The, I think the best one to do is to like take something like Heaven Hill or something that has it's just whiskey. Try that and then try uh like some Jill and Jack. No, or... what's uh, the one that you really like from Alabama? Oh, uh, Clyde Mays. Clyde Mays. Yeah. And you'll definitely notice the, the sensation of Apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'll also say this. So my brother got married. Congrats, Congrats. to Mark. Um, and they went on their honeymoon to Jamaica, and he brought me back a 12-year-aged rum. Ooh. Yeah. Ah, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I told him, he's like, oh, dude, whenever you get done with your 100 days, we'll have to make some uh, uh, margaritas or something. And I was like... Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. We'll celebrate. With like, it. nah, bro, yeah. not with that. That's just, you just. I've de- I don't ever really drink. I'm not a big rum guy, but well, I think but- I just need to give rum more of a try. Really, I don't, I don't have anything against rum. I just always go to whiskey. I never get like, that rumbly li- in your tumbly, if, man. <laughs> if I go to the liquor store, I get whiskey, not rum. Fucking Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> We're not talking about Winnie the Pooh, but I'm not done yet. Yeah, okay. There was one yeah. more thing. Okay. Um, yeah, and since. Uh, you mentioned rye, and then you made that joke about rye. This is my rye comeback. Oh. Um, <laughs> so so rye grows well in cold weather, and it was apparently the primary whiskey for America till Prohibition. Hmm. Uh, now, since it's on its way back, it's becoming a lot more common for whiskeys to start like labeling when they're high rye concentration. Okay. Because they have a very specific type of taste that it invokes. And so some examples of things that are high rye that because obviously like bourbon, for example, has to be 51 percent corn. But the rest of it can be consisted of whatever, whatever. It could be like 48 percent. Right. So some that I didn't realize were high rye, which would. But as soon as I tell you what they are, it'll kind of explain. You'll be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense that Derek likes those Um, is. Let's see. uh, Bullet. Okay. Basil Hayden, Booker's, and Woodford Reserve. Okay. And Woodford Reserve is it's my like favorite. Go-to. And you yeah. also really like... Uh, Bullet. Bullet, yeah. So And it's just 
And I actually like both of those, but they're not rye whiskeys. They're bourbons with a rye the high rye content. High rye content. Right. And I like both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interesting thing is, hmm. they also have a. Uh, there's a rye that I really want to try now called Redemption Rye. It's about thirty dollars a bottle. Is it, it is, rye redemption? No, it should be though. It should. But it's ninety five percent rye. So I want to check, test that. So out. I wonder if that's like chocolate. You know how like because my my mom will only eat like chocolate if it's like over 90, a certain percent, ninety percent or mm-hmm. higher. And we were just at World Market. We found one that was ninety nine percent dark, which to me that's got to taste just like I don't know. Like it's probably tastes like my bark. soul. Bitter, <laughs> black and bitter. Well, I mean, I like I like dark chocolate, but it is a thing oh, you got to be prepared point, it's for. Too bitter. Well, yeah, see, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Is I'm pretty sure it goes that's too far. Bitter, baby. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's all my okay. my drink news. Nice. Uh, I don't think you had much in the way of news, did you, or no. anything really? No. no. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's. Oh wait, hold on. Oh, oh. You... How'd you like the? Do you have any of the ginger beers? Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. Her ta- so weirdly, her taste was a lot closer to yours. Really? She didn't try all of them. I could only get her to try five of them. Um. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a beer person. I I just don't like beers um, for real. But her favorite was the Martian Mojito, which I think was your favorite. It was, which was really weird because I'm not. It was great not... because I was like, ooh, I'm gonna drink, but then I'm also gonna get that minty, fresh breath aftertaste. But yeah, and I but for whatever reason, like I, that's not a normally a thing I enjoy. Yeah. But for yeah. some reason, I liked it because um, I had mojitos. They had, and I didn't they like had them. some new varieties there as well. Ooh. They didn't have that seasonal that we had. They had a sour apple. That, yeah, that, Man. yeah. That Tanya tried, and I think you liked it all right. Um, um, yeah, it was good right at first, but then like I wasn't a big fan of like the aftertaste. Yeah, I think, was I need yeah. to go down there again, Bob? We Let's do. Go. Yeah, we need. To, uh, we need to go up there more ever, often. Did you ever meet our friend Derek Gerder down in Troy? I don't think he so. played magic with us. Anyway, I recognize ran, the name. Ran but... into him up there, so we should go up there and hang out with him and talk D and D and that books sounds good. And... We'll we'll set up a date because yeah. I really want to go back down there and yeah, get some we more need, ginger we need, stuff. We need to go, yeah, yeah. and try their new varieties. And yeah, all I want to check so. out the new stuff. And uh, we we are starting to work a little more closely with them. Uh, not putting the cart before the horse, but I think they're going to be getting us some some stuff, and we're going to be. This may become interstellar. Brought to you by, brought to you by Interstellar. I don't know. We're, we're, we're recording in the, an Interstellar yeah. studio. So if you notice our laptop that we record, I know y'all can all see it clearly, but uh, clearly we have the Interstellar logo on our laptop. Maybe our social up, so. media consultant will yeah. put something up on Twitter about it when we post this episode. Perhaps. Yeah. So, well, yeah, Interstellar is great. If you're anywhere near Birmingham, please go by there and check them out. Yeah, they they're, are great. Fa- they're great people. It's a great place to hang out, it is. too. It I was is. surprised. Mm-hmm. It was real nice. I liked yeah. being there. It was. Oh, they had live music and everything? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, was they had three different little live bands going. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. All Food right. trucks and stuff. Well, um, what random item do it's I... It's Easter. It's Happy Easter, Easter, everyone. Today is Sunday. Okay. Happy Easter. Well, I think I've said that, but no one's you, as you, I did. As always. Well, I don't listen. I just hear... Well, as you it's wander your through your yard looking for the thing. for the Easter eggs that are the surprises. <laughs> just like it's a woman thing to I'm just try- talk over Bob while he's trying to do <laughs> yeah. something important. He's just rattling on. Does yeah. anyone listen to Bob talk? God. I try not to. Um, so, poor, all right. As, as, you, as you scramble through your yard in the week to come, trying to find the presents that tiny bunnies have left you in egg-shaped form. Bunny. They're not poops, I promise. Wombat poops are um, shaped I hope that 
you find lots of mini Snickers inside your eggs, maybe a prize-winning dollar or two, and may the blessing of the beard be upon you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.